Hey y'all, Nick here. Just a quick word before we jump into today's episode. We know we said last week that we were going to be putting out our episode about how to choose the specific house that you're looking for and everything that you should consider. And we're going to share everything about uh, how we chose our house. Well, we were not able to completely finish that episode. It's gotten a bit long and taken us longer than we thought. And then last week, we had a bit of a a health scare in the family, and we ended up needing to run up to Tennessee and be there for the week to help out. So today, we're going to put out another episode all about um, some short, curious questions uh, that we recorded a few weeks back. Hope you enjoy that, and we will be back next week with our episode all about how to choose uh, the specific house you're looking for, and we're going to have a nice worksheet to go along with that as well. So thanks so much, and hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you understand finance and manage your money so you can get on with living your adventure. You're listening to episode number 42. And today's episode is sponsored by the Mapped Out Money Minute. This is another podcast, a much shorter podcast than this one, and it's daily. So if you want daily money tips that are you know, normally in the 90 to 120 second range or so, just a couple of minutes, check out the Mapped Out Money Minute. It's very similar topics to what we talk about on this show, but it is daily, bite-sized, and helps give you a little boost of motivation to stay on top of your finances. So check that out. Type Mapped Out Money Minute into your favorite podcast player and it'll come right up. So we kind of wanted to do something lighter uh, for today's episode. And so we're doing our third Nick's Curious Questions Curious episode. Questions. <laughs> and uh, we're actually going to start off with not a curious question from me, mm-hmm. but instead a curious question from a friend of ours. His name's Justin. He runs the blog and Twitter called Saving Sherpa. Do you actually know him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we hung out at uh, FinCon. Okay. I don't know him, and sometimes Nick calls people his friends that he doesn't really know. So yeah, know. legit. We met at uh, <laughs> FinCon uh, DC. Okay, cool. I was just curious. Yep. So he had posted on Twitter this question, and I, I really liked it. And then Hannah and I were just walking around the other day and talking about it. So here's what he said. What are some things that you would do if you were, quote, rich that actually don't sound fancy? Here's his examples. Get guac at Chipotle. Have a cell phone without a case on it. Take toll roads. I love that one, by the way, because I'm always like trying to avoid the toll you roads. You do always do that. Buy pre-chopped veggies and order bacon on any burgers. I thought it was <laughs> a great list. Burgers. On all burgers. All, burgers. all burgers. I thought it was a great list. I was like, man, that's like such a good question. That pre-chopped veggies thing, like that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, we talk a lot about budgeting and, you know, figuring out your priorities and what you're willing to trade off. And we make a lot of these trade-offs. But if I was, quote unquote, like rich, the I would definitely implement some of these not very fancy sounding things. So why don't you start us off? Because this first one is one that you said, but it's definitely like one for both of us. Yeah. So the first one that came to mind for me was appetizers. Yes. I love a good appetizer. Me too. But most of the time, I'm not going to order it. Mm-hmm. Because it, it just it's just hard to justify it, you know. Mm-hmm. If I can, if we can go out to eat for twenty five bucks, you know, order waters, both get like entrees in like the twelve dollar range, and then tip. So now you're up to maybe like thirty. Versus like if you get a couple of drinks and an appetizer, now you're like double the price. So I'm always thinking about: Do I want this appetizer, or would I rather that money go towards like another night out? Yeah, but. 
that's a hundred percent what I would do. Cause I really do. I, I really enjoy having a good app. That's a good one. One for me is that every time I went into a thrift and or antique store, I would pretty much always leave with something that was a project. Me and you went and walked through a thrift store just a couple of weeks ago, uh, not a thrift store, an antique store. Yeah. And they had these really cool windows out of like the like kind of like arched yeah, yeah, yeah. around the top and they were out of New Orleans and they had green chippy paint on them. And I came up with like three different things like, oh, I could do this. that I could have done with those windows in our house. But since they were like out of New Orleans and stuff, I think they were like 150 bucks a piece. There yeah. were two of them and they, when you put them together, they made an arch. Um, and so I didn't buy them, but I definitely, I was like, man, if I just had unlimited money, I totally would have left with those well, and, and like figured out what creative thing I wanted to do with you them. You know, you're still shopping at like a thrift or an antique store and you know, antique can obviously get very say, expensive. Antiques can but, get but crazy. But a lot of the time, even what you're looking at is not not a thousand dollar piece. Yeah, it's it's still relatively inexpensive in in you know certain forms. But you, that's something you would definitely do without thinking about it as mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, you know, like right now, three hundred dollars it makes a big difference in the house stuff. Yes. So it's like, okay, do I want to buy these windows for three hundred dollars, or do I want to put that towards this big project that we have going on? Yep. You know. One other small one that came to mind for me was, um, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, like, mm, yes, look at me, I'm so good. <laughs> but like just giving small gifts to people without really thinking about it. Like if I hear someone um, just mention something that they like or I feel like most I, people have this thought. They though. do. So oh, like, I should get them that. Yeah. And then we just don't act on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or like if I read a book and I think like, oh, so-and-so would really dig this book. Just like I would just buy it and send it to them, you know, Um I would definitely do that a lot more often. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. Um, another one. Okay. So one of our favorite breakfast places that we like to eat, like we always just get normal coffee with our breakfast. And like, that's what I want with breakfast because I'm all about them refills. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want flavored coffee with breakfast. I just want like the normal. Well, I would totally drink flavored coffee with, <laughs> if it came with free refills and like, like lattes and stuff. But uh, that's not how lattes work. So <laughs> so I never get them when we go out to breakfast. Like I just get normal drip coffee. Um, but if we had unlimited money, every time we ate breakfast at this place, I would be getting a to-go latte. Just be like, yeah, give after, me that $4 after latte. After our breakfast. Yeah, yep. Just that. add that. Well, that that's like um, the other one I thought of, which again, it's like so not fancy. But when we go to coffee shops to like hang out, read work, whatever. There'd be no question about what you're getting. There'd be no question. I'm definitely going to get a latte or some sort of more fancy coffee instead of like, sometimes I'll do that and then sometimes I'll get drip. Totally. Um, It just kind of depends on on what's going on, but I would definitely do that uh, always. Uh, One of my other ones is that I would buy a lot more accessories for our dogs. Like, oh, a cute bow for their collar or Margo needs seven more sweaters. Like. We spend all of our money on our pets on like legitimate, food. like nice food yeah. and then like medical. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Okay. Another one is we have a lot of free little libraries in our area, but our particular neighborhood doesn't have a lot. And if you're not familiar with a free little library, uh, you should Google it because they're really cool. But the idea is like they normally look like a little bitty miniature house. Yeah, they're cute. And you wouldn't think that that would be an expensive thing, but... If you buy a kit to make one, I think it's like two or three hundred bucks. Yep. It's pretty pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, and then that's not counting the time spent putting it together but, and but actually people put installing them, so it. So what they are is people put them in their front yard, and then if you walk by and you see a book that you really like, you just take it. 
and uh, and then you can bring books and, then and you can bring add books to the and library. add to the library. So it's a really cool way. Um, I don't know. I, I think it like makes it feel like community in the area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're fun. Yeah, I love them. So I would have a scholarship where if somebody like wanted to start a free little library in our area, I'd be like, oh, here's the money to do Here, that. Here, go. Yep. Do it. Yep. Okay, so the last one is that I would subscribe to a lot more stuff. Um, like I've been talking about getting an audiobook subscription for a while a now while, and still yeah. haven't pulled the trigger. And it's partly because I'd like to do Libro FM because they help support local libraries or local bookstores, not libraries. Um, but there's also a lot of books that I'd like to listen to that are exclusively on Audible. Amazon's yeah. Audible. And so I just haven't subscribed to either one of them. Well, we're real conscious about taking ongoing on expenses. any sort of ongoing expense. So anything that's recurring, we're, we're just sort of initially have a wall up of like, mm, yeah, let's just consider that. Yeah. So if you, if you took, um, if money was no object, I would just subscribe to both of those. Yep. No questions Be asked. Yep. yep. So that's a fun little question. Uh, hopefully you, you, your wheels have been turning um, about maybe something that you would really enjoy if you were quote unquote rich. All right. What's your next question, Nick? All right. The next question is very simple. Yes or no. If you could be gifted a half a million dollar house, but it's in an area that you don't actually want to live in. Like it's in a city that you don't really want to live in. Would Can you, I sell it? No, you can't sell it. You can't sell it. You have to live there. Would you take it? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I don't think I would either. Because um, like indefinitely you cannot sell it and you have to live there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't take it. Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately like the location just matters so much more to me than pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like if if that were to ever really happen, which it's not going to, but I'd have to analyze like how much, how much do I really not like this location? Yeah. But. And maybe a better way to phrase the question is like literally a dream home. Like a like a massive like a most amazing immaculate home you can think of because when we when we came up with a half a million dollars we were thinking like or at least I was thinking like where I grew up which a half a million dollars where I grew up will buy like you a like a freaking nice McMansion yeah. like like nice if you're in California dope house. half a million probably won't get you yeah a shack much of anything yeah so obviously the real question we're asking is um, some sort of dream immaculate home. Uh, but it's not in the location that you care to live in, would you make that trade? All right, what's the next one? All right, the next one I wanted to ask was, if you could have unlimited money in one budget category, what would it be? I think mine would be coffee shops. That's a good one. I thought about pets, but then I'd probably end up with way too many pets. Yeah. And I don't want more pets than I can pay attention to. Yeah. Well, so if I'm... I'm like Mr. Practical. So like when I hear questions like this, I don't think of anything fun for my first answer. Oh, okay. My first answer is actually healthcare. Oh, like medical. Good one. Because now it's this unlimited emergency fund that if anything ever goes wrong with me or you or kids, we we can just take care of it. Do vet bills count in that? Eh, I don't know about that. (laughs) That's pushing it. That's pushing it. But but I mean like even like a vet though, it's like it's one of those things where I mean at the worst you're talking about like probably ten or fifteen grand. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I mean, at the worst in our healthcare system, <laughs> Can, millions, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, Good answer. That, I, I always think practical. If I'm, if I'm doing something fun, mine would probably be shoes. Oh, that's a good one. And only, not from like, not because I'm a big shoe nerd necessarily, they're just but expensive. they're expensive and I 
I have a bad habit of wearing my athletic shoes longer than I should mm-hmm. because I don't want to buy another $120 pair. Mm-hmm. And if I had unlimited money, I would just always have like a dope pair of running shoes or workout shoes that was always like fresh and good and ready to go. Yeah. You had good answers for that one. Okay. I'm a curious question asker. <laughs> question number four. What is something you've been wanting to buy for more than a year that's under $150? Origin jeans were the first thing that came to my mind. And this sort of hits on two things. I've talked about this a number of times, I think, on the podcast. I really, really like supporting businesses and like craftsmen that I care about or like their mission or like sort of what they stand for. I love what Origin's doing. I have a pair of their boots. We've talked about this before. I think they're a great company. Uh, And I want to buy some jeans from them. But it's hard for me to justify because I have two pair of jeans right now that fit really well. They are expensive. They're like $100, $110. But we also live in an area where it's really hot. And so I don't need that many pairs of jeans. So even though like I could do it, I just always end up using my money for like something else. Um, like a pair of workout shoes or something yeah, like that. You know? I get that. Speaking of workout shoes, mine is I'm kind of fudging a little bit on the under $150. Are I they think. over $150? Bucks? Well... The custom Nike Metcons. (laughs) I'm not exactly sure. Um, Gotta get that custom. I'm a big fan while you're looking that up. I'm a big fan though of like the anticipation is a big part of the the purchase process. Like I think I will like my origin jeans more because I've been anticipating for a long time. I think that's true. I mean, there's definitely just you just. You appreciate it more. Yeah. 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 So I think the Metcons would be like 150 to 200-ish. Plus tax. Somewhere in there. Um, but what I wanted to bring up here is I kind of could have like fudged these into like, oh, well, I kind of need them. Like, because for our workouts and like our weightlifting workouts and stuff like that, you know, we've both just been wearing running shoes, which is totally fine for now. And we're uh, let's, saving let's, up let's be clear. to uh, eventually. A couple of the most fit dudes at the gym don't have. Oh, like, totally. Metcons. Totally. Yeah. You don't have to have like special shoes or whatever. But I'm like, but I at like the same them. time. At the same time, to play devil's advocate. Now we could use this for justification, but to play devil's advocate, we're wearing out our running shoes faster. Well, that. So no, I was actually going to say some of the guys that I follow on Twitter, and now obviously they're in the style niche, so they're biased. But what they would suggest is that when you invest a little bit more money in your workout clothes and you feel really good in them and you like wearing them, you are A, more likely to work out and B, more likely to work out harder because you're like stepping into like an identity thing of like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Real, real like real athletes wear this kind of stuff. I'm Somebody a, I'm should an like athlete. do an actual study on that. And it's, and, and it's an identity thing that you will actually work out harder and get a better workout um, if you feel really good in your workout clothes. So long story short. We'll see. Maybe. We're saving. Well, we're saving it for those things. Yeah, yeah. We, we have like a category where we save for running shoes and workout shoes. So. Yeah. But I thought that premise was interesting. That is an interesting premise. So you just let me know when you want me to go work with this. <laughs> okay. Uh, along the same lines as the last question. Next question. What's your best recent purchase under 100 bucks? Define recent uh, six to 12 months. Okay. I think mine is going to be, I bought some wedge heel sneakers. Yeah. 
and they were a couple like, months back. Yeah, they were like yeah. thirty dollars at yeah. TJ Maxx. Got a steal of a deal on and them. And they were definitely an impulse thing. And I don't have any shoes like that. And I am not good to dress up at all. But these were like the perfect. They just kind of dress up. They dress up jeans, your like, just yeah, like a little bit. The jeans a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I've really enjoyed having this. Yeah, they look good. Um, mine, mine's way under a hundred bucks. I think it was like maybe twenty five bucks. But I was sitting here thinking about my uh, my little leather journal. Oh yeah. I, I bought this little guy off Etsy. It is the three and a half by like five and a half size, like the index card, um, field notes, guide, journal size. And I stick and love this thing. It is, I use it every single, every day, every single day. Uh, I do a, like a little daily journal um, task management thing there. And it fits in my back pocket of all my pants. So I can take it with me anywhere. Fits in the front little pocket on my backpack. I'm a huge fan. It's very practical of you. I like that. Okay, our last one is how much monthly guilt-free spending would you need to feel like, wow, this is like incredible. Like, a lot of money. like, like I don't basically kind of feels I'm, unlimited. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to know what I'm going to do with this money. Yeah. Okay, so the reason we want to ask this question, let's put a um, couple parameters on this. Assume that your needs are all met. So like needed clothing, bras, underwear, shoes that you actually need, workout stuff, um, is legitimately all, need, not like, just legitimately like, need, kind not just of. one, but like legit needs are all met. Um, this isn't vacations and this isn't bigger, like home renovations. This is impulse, impulse, guilt-free free. spending. Oh, I saw this on Amazon and I click order. Buying the shoes at TJ Maxx. Yes. Yeah. How much? And, and for context, like, I think we can say, um, right now in our, like right now in our marriage, we currently each only get 30 bucks a month. <laughs> we actually get less spending money now individually than we did at other points in our marriage when we made less money. Yeah. And like, the, I think early on in our marriage, we were getting 150 or 200 a month. Yeah. I think at one point, um, but we scaled way back over the last, uh, over the last, really the last couple of years because we decided to throw a lot more combined money at bigger things like this house, paying uh, off the, the airstream. Uh, now it's most of our money that we have discretionary is going to renovations on the house, that kind of thing. But thinking, so, so we, all that to say, we've gotten really used to living on 30 bucks a month each for a while. So now with all that context, how much? I think if I had anything over $200 a month, that starts feeling like, I can basically get most of what I want on an impulse. Yeah. Like, and do that several times throughout the month. And then, like, along those same lines, we've kind of had this conversation of where would we want, say we were bajillionaires, uh, where would we want our impulse spending money to max out? Because at some point, you just stop appreciating things. Yeah. And I think legit, I would never want over $300 my impulse spending. yeah my thinking with that and i know we're gonna have a we've got a, a wide variety of income ranges who listen to the show so there's gonna be some people who totally agree with that and think like even that sounds ridiculously high and then there's gonna be other th- people who feel like that just sounds absurdly low and i think where i go with this is mm, from a conscious spending standpoint mm-hmm. so if i'm for me personally, if I'm consistently spending in that range, two, three hundred dollars a month on impulses, on guilt-free sort of impulse stuff, I'm just not being very efficient with my money. 
Mm-hmm. And me personally, with the way I'm wired and geared, I would I would probably rather dial that back and just give myself more time thinking between things and allow myself, because most of the time, if you think about it for more than 48 hours, you realize, I don't actually really want that thing. Yeah. Like, that's not actually going to bring me that much joy. It's not really going to give me anything that I don't already have. Yeah. You know. And I'm not a minimalist by the pure definition by any means. Right. Um, But I don't want just like a lot of stuff. clutter yes. stuff. Um, so, yeah. I With having $30 of spending money a month, it's nice because if something ever comes up like bigger, like the Metcons, yep. we'll kind of address that separately and be like, okay, well, we'll save for those over here. Well, and that, that goes back to like we've decided as a couple that we really want to prioritize health. Yeah. And so good workout shoes. Yeah. You know, we might throw a little bit of extra on there to get the really color scheme you want or something like that. Yeah. But, but generally speaking, that's like more of a health thing than yeah. I really want. Yeah. But with that $30 a month, you do have to really think, okay, yeah, this top at TJ Maxx is $20. Do yep. I want to buy that? Yep. Or do I want to hang on to that in case like, I don't know, I find a book or something that I want to buy at the bookstore. Or, yeah. Um, so you do just you get very strategic about what you're getting and you really put some thought into it and you appreciate whatever you do buy. I appreciate it so much more. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. I think I'm probably similar to you. I think even really the hundred, 150 bucks a month range starts getting like kind of crazy to me. Like, just because I just don't want that. I'm like, I'm, I'm more, probably more minimalist than you. I feel like we would end up using that money on eating out. Well, that's what I was going to say. We would end up shifting all of that money to experiences. Yeah. And so all of our impulse shopping would just be more coffee, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is what it would come down to. We would yeah. just go to the, the coffee shop like every day. Which brings up an interesting point. Like everybody just values different things. Yep. So you may think that we sound crazy saying that we wouldn't want to go over $300. But we would still be spending that money on fun things. We would just divert it to other yes. more specific categories right. of the budget. That's right. That's right. Because we yeah. like to think ahead of time. About we like to think ahead of time. What we're spending on. But all that to say, you know, I think that just goes back. Like this curious question is perfect. It, it's, it does exactly what it's designed to do, which is to get you thinking about um, the way you like to do things. And there's not really a right or wrong way because there's some couples that I've worked with where we know we've basically defined six budget categories. And so like they might use a tool like YNAB and then just not do anything like what you and I do. I mean, you and I literally probably have like 50 something categories in our budget. We're very hyper specific about it. But there's others where it's like, what we'll do is we just say, here's the six things, your bills, your like groceries and food, uh, savings for an emergency, and then like discretionary. And so then their discretionary is five or six or $700 a month, but it covers way more stuff than like what you and I would actually just break down. Yeah. So it's sort of a fun way to think about just different ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with you, uh, is I think that's why it was easier to like the longer that we were married and had been budgeting together, it really didn't feel like that far of a stretch to go from that original like $150 or whatever we had um, in our earlier marriage, not our first year of marriage when we were no. totally broke, yeah. but like, you know, we once we had full-time jobs and stuff, <laughs> we started out with more spending money. And then as we got better at our budget and managing our budget and getting it more tuned in, it wasn't hard. Well, you didn't feel like you needed as much impulse guilt-free spending because yes. we we had preeminently decided what we were going to do with the dollars. Well, and tracking tracking had given us insight into what we were actually spending on because I think this, that's a big part of it. Like yep. a lot of people just don't know what they spend on different things. Yes, and so it is hard to 
to be like, well, I might, I don't know. I might have more impulse purchases than that. Like that would go pretty fast. $150, you know? Yep. Well, the, you know, the bottom line with this one is the nice thing is when you are a little bit more proactive, um, I can't remember the last time that either of us have run into a situation where we've bought something and six months later found it in the closet with the tag still on. Yeah. Right. Which is like a really common thing that a lot of Americans do Do. all the time. And ultimately with a more conscious approach, you just don't do that. So anyways, there's uh, six curious questions to facilitate conversation, get you thinking about your own budget and money and Hopefully that was uh, fun for you to listen to and think through for yourself. Do you want to do stuff we like? Yes. Before we go, we have to do the stuff we like. All right. So the thing that I'm liking right now, this has been, speaking of a purchase, I've been wanting for a oh, long I, time. I guess it was over 150. A or long time. Whatever the limit yeah. Was. It was like 270. Yeah. Uh, plus, plus my mat. So, you know, <laughs> 310. Uh, Your fancy little rocker mat my, thing. My rocker mat. Anyway, so I got a standing desk. This People like, okay, I I had a standing desk at my old engineering job and I loved it. And when we moved into the Airstream, we just, it was not going to happen. And so ever since we got a house, I've been waiting and wanting to get a standing desk, but we've had so many other priorities that I just couldn't justify spending the ultimately $310 that we spent. Well, we don't have our office set up yet. Right. We don't have the office set up, yeah. so we've just been working on whatever and diverting that money elsewhere. But uh, we finally um, finally got it, and so I spent like 270 on that, and then I got um, a little, I think Fazebo is the brand we used. Anyways. I'm not really brand specific. doesn't really matter. The it's point just is, off of Amazon. It's yeah. just off of Amazon. I'm in love with it. I've had it for a week now. I love it. It is so nice because I'm sitting all day long and to be able to stand up and go back and forth and back and forth and like even have the fancy controls where I just press one and it goes to this position. But I think this is such an important, I think there's a really good point to come out of this though because we started out looking at the high end, super nice, like all the YouTube, Instagram influencers that have standing desks, you know what I'm talking about. All the ones that get them for free. Uh, we do not have a big enough following to do that, but Hey, if any standing desk companies are listening, hit us up. Uh, but seriously, we started looking at all the really nice ones and we were looking at like, you know, a thousand, $1,200 for these like super fancy, amazing, whatever, whatever, whatever desks. Yeah. And ultimately we finally just said, you know, why are we doing this? We, we could really use that money in other parts of the office that, matter a little bit more to us and i mean really if we get a desk that looks pretty good and it does the same job we can always upgrade it later we can on always if we upgrade it later if we really really want to so we ended up going with um a much cheaper option 270 bucks we bought one because we wanted to test it out make sure we liked it i think we do and so then we're going to buy hannah one here soon as well if you work like in an office job from home or from an office whatever and you haven't had a standing desk I'm not just saying this. I really like it. I've found it extremely helpful and um, really good for me. So big fan. All right. I think that does it. Yeah. So that's it. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and thinking through some short little fun questions to ask. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any good answers to these questions about what you would do if you were rich or uh, whether you would take the fancy house in the area you don't love or anything else we talked about, um, you can tweet at me at Nick Dietrich on Twitter or send us an email, nick at mappedoutmoney.com. We would love to hear from you and hear how you would answer these questions. 
As always, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.